I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Next is now. So what is next and what is now? Uh, we just want to remind everyone that tomorrow, uh, KSL News Radio has a special one-hour town hall, special one-hour town hall on Priced Out, Finding Affordable Home in Utah. It's presented by Ivory Homes, and it will be hosted by our very own Jeff Kaplan. So again, Friday at noon, uh, special one-hour programming there with Jeff Kaplan on Finding an Affordable Home in Utah and we've been talking a lot about uh, the economy and jobs and what's been going on. And we're very pleased to have joining us now the president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce, who uh, understands what drives a lot of these things in the market. And uh, Utah is once again on the, the top of the heap on uh, another interesting study or an interesting report coming out of the Wall Street Journal. And uh, Derek, thanks for joining us today. And, and where are we winning here in the state of Utah? Well, thank you, Boyd. Always good to be with you. And this just the parade of hits just keeps just keeps rolling on. As you mentioned, the Wall Street Journal just this last week recognizing the Salt Lake metro area. And you have to recognize we're talking about more than just Salt Lake City here, of course, but the entire metro area was noted by the Wall Street Journal as the strongest economy in the nation. And, you know, this is this is a, among a number of of recognitions that we've received lately just a few weeks ago. The Milken Institute that you're familiar with uh, ranked uh, three of Utah's metro areas as uh, in the top 10. In fact, the Provo-Orem area moved up to the number one spot in the country among large cities and Salt Lake City at number four. And it's just, it's remarkable, especially when you consider what we've gone through over this past year to see the good things that are happening in our economy. Yeah, and so why why is that? Why is it that uh, we are attracting so much talent, so much investment, uh, especially as we have gone through the pandemic and now we, we see some light? We know we've got some work left to do, uh, but what is it that's really driving these things? Well, in some ways, it was the very pan- it was the pandemic itself that caused, I think, Utah uh, to continue to rise to the top. We always say that the cream rises to the top and that happens when when we have challenges and certainly this past year has been just that not just on the health side but on the economic side and uh, we saw the same thing happen by the way in the great recession 08 and 09 really helped to put utah's uh, on the map as far as being a sea of uh, or sorry a, an island of tranquility in the sea of chaos yeah you've asked the question what's driving it and it's a number of things but in a nutshell I would say it's it's the wonderful business climate that we have here. Low taxes, stable tax rates, 
predictable regulation, uh, great workforce, talented workforce, wonderful colleges, universities, applied technology colleges, and and hard and the and the foundation of it all is hardworking people and an unparalleled quality of life. So when you go through the checklist, Utah's checking all the boxes. Yeah, and it's such an interesting combination. Uh, I got asked on a on a national program a, a couple weeks ago. You know what? What is the secret sauce? What's going on out there in Utah? And and uh, you just really ticked them right off there in terms of a a, uh, a limited government, a, lig- a limited regulatory touch, uh, a good free market economy, and then of course you know great institutions of civil society and uh, and all the other positioning, a, a brand new airport, uh, inland port uh, in the works. Uh, educated workforce and uh, just great communities where people give back and and uh, invest in uh, all of those things. And uh, one of the questions I, I've really wanted to ask you, Derek, as as we've gone through this, as we see this big upswing uh, and things continue to go well here in the state of Utah, uh, I always want to make sure we're checking to to see where those balance points are. Uh, and so I yeah. want to ask you about some of the people who maybe be maybe towards the bottom rungs of the economic ladder or those who had to switch to lower paying jobs during the pandemic. Uh, how's the opportunity and the rise uh, working for them? And what, what else needs to be done to ensure we can keep that upward mobility, which also makes Utah really unique? Well, I'm glad that you asked this question, uh, Boyd. And, and let me just say before I answer it, that I'm also really glad that you were talking about this on a national platform, because I think this is really important now for Utah that, that we uh, recognize that we have a voice and need to have a voice and serve as a model for the rest of the country because economic development is not a zero-sum game. Any other state, any other community could do the things that we're doing. In fact, our country could follow our lead and do the things yeah. that we're doing and see the same kind of economic revival. But to answer your question specifically, it's so important that we remember that while we're cheering – cheering with one hand, that we're also reaching down with the other hand and helping those who are at risk of being left behind in this pandemic economy, because we do know that there are industries, there are small businesses, there are minority-owned businesses. Women have been hit particularly hard during this pandemic in the workforce. We saw them drop out of the workforce in rates higher than any other demographic. And upward mobility is another area where we're top in the country which is why so many people want to move here for opportunity. You have a better chance of moving up the economic ladder in Utah than anywhere else in the country. And we need to make sure that that continues. Otherwise, we're going to see some of the divisiveness come to our doorstep that we're seeing in other parts of the country unless we pay really close attention to this. Yeah. Uh, Derek Miller joining us, uh, president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce. And uh, Derek, before I let you go, I want to sneak in one last question, and that is, uh, we call this segment of the program Next is Now, and so I want to know what you're looking for next. What's on the horizon that maybe we aren't paying enough attention to that we should really start focusing on? So we've heard a lot over the past 12 months about this these federal relief dollars. They've come to Utah. They're continuing to come to Utah. We'll probably see more of it come to Utah once this infrastructure bill works its way through Congress and is negotiated. Utah's in a very good position because we didn't have to backfill a lot of lack of tax revenue. In fact, in some areas like uh, retail sales tax, we actually had banner years. That puts Utah in a very good position to invest some of this money in areas that will keep our quality of life strong. 
transportation infrastructure, uh, high-speed Internet infrastructure, housing, uh, including helping the homeless. These are all areas that we need to be very strategic and very careful in how we invest this money so it is truly an investment, an investment infrastructure that will keep us strong into the future. Uh, That's that- what's next. Yeah, so important. I'm going to actually have you come back and talk about that a little, on a little deeper dive uh, in the next week or two, because I do think we are at a uh, once-in-a-generation opportunity uh, to make sure we sustain these number one rankings and this great quality of life. Uh, Derek Miller, uh, President and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce, thanks for joining us today. Great to be with you, Boyd. All right. And again, I think there are so many things. We, we are doing well, and uh, this is the most upwardly mobile uh, place on the planet, or one of them to be sure. And that creates great opportunities uh, for those at all levels uh, of the economic ladder. Uh, but we also have to recognize that uh, those things are very tenuous at best. And the success that we have had, because we do have a great free market economy and strong institutions of civil society, uh, those things can be fleeting if we aren't being strategic. Uh, Derek talked about the the need to invest in infrastructure, not just steel and concrete roads and bridges, but uh, in in internet and uh, high speed uh, access for everyone, uh, so that we can make sure we continue to have a, a well educated workforce, that we have strong communities as well. All of those things are are absolutely vital uh, to us maintaining quality of life uh, and upward mobility which I think is is so important. Sometimes we don't think about that. Uh in fact, I was one of the one of the great things about being here at KSL is the the hallway conversations, the conversations in between shows or during breaks uh can really be inspiring and enlightening. And uh Debbie Janovic and I were were talking uh, during a break uh, during her show today with uh with Dave and we talked about, you know, sometimes it's easy for us to sit back and say, "Well, I'm I'm doing I'm doing well." And so we stop thinking about, well, how is this impacting those who maybe did have to go to an hourly job because uh, their their business downsized during the pandemic? How did this impact the the family, the women-owned business, and so on? And so there's a lot to be thinking about. There's a lot to be grateful for, to be sure. Uh, success is a great thing, but success is also a fleeting thing. And right now, I believe, is the time for leadership to make sure we're investing in the right places so we can sustain this for years to come. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, our good friend Scott Rasmussen is going to join us. Some new poll numbers coming out nationally, as well as his insight in the challenge of living up to America's ideals and while abandoning them is not the answer. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.